and welcome to one of many podcasts that we have been uh, publishing of recent uh, as we gear up for the 25th anniversary of Oink Inc. Radio. I'm Dan Price, along with my partner slash brother Jim Price. And thanks everybody for joining us for this one and all those previous and hopefully those yet to come. We are listing and talking about our favorite 25 spots from over the last 25 years, calling it 25 for 25. These uh, are projects that uh, uh, were special to us in some manner, either some of our favorites, they may have been particularly funny or had uh, certain cast members in them, or they just kind of marked milestones along the way during those 25 years. They're not in any particular order. At the end, they will be. We will sort of uh, count down from our top five, all in an effort to get to that number one spot, which we already know what it is, but we're not giving any hints until such time. So today, in this installment, we're going to listen to and talk about a spot we did for the Sporting News. This was yet another dead radio winner. There'll be several in our top 25 uh, only because the recipe that goes into making them is such that you're almost guaranteed a really good spot. And if it airs, you're guaranteed a really good spot that wins a lot of awards. So many of them have done just that. And this was no exception. It was a spot that was submitted to our Dead Radio contest by Scott Kaplan and Chris Turner, who at the time uh, were with uh, DeVito Verdi in New York City, who was always known for doing really good radio if memory serves, this was submitted along with at least one other and maybe two others that were part of a campaign. We at the t- we don't really produce campaigns. Our contest is all about picking that one radio commercial that year that really should have been produced and gone on and to acclaim, but was shot down and wasn't even produced. And that's the idea behind the contest. We we gather all of these entries, pick one as the winner. And then, uh, you know, either produce it in New York or L.A., invite the winners along to be part of the session and all that kind of thing. And so when this entry came in, it was sort of tied to a couple other spots. And this one won. And then I think when we notified the agency, and or maybe we notified Scott Kaplan at the time, and he went to the agency and said, hey, I won this contest, they then came back to us and said, hey, would you mind producing the others in this series? And I think we produced one of them Yeah. more than anything else. It didn't win the contest. We're not playing it here today. It was, it was good in its own right, but that was sort of a little bit of the backstory here. Anyway, like I said, it was for the sporting news. The general gist of the campaign was we would sort of eavesdrop on these – I guess, lesser sports. And then at the end, the big, you know, manly man announcer would basically say that that stuff's nonsense. You know, check out the sporting news for real news about real sports kind of thing, yeah, which is around, a great idea. Yeah, I think around the time, you know, when ESPN started off, that was all sports, sports, sports. And I think around this time, they started getting into side stories and, and backstories and things like that. So the sporting news kind of kept the positioning of nothing but the hard-hitting, I think that's the tag even, nothing but hard-hitting sports or, or whatever, just 
between the lines rather than outside yeah. the lines. So like one, the one other we did featured a basketball player who wanted to also rap yeah, on the side. his uh, rap album yeah, and, and which, things like that. you know, that, so you know. fertile. You could sort of picture that one. And then this one was the play-by-play of a ping-pong match, which was very funny. So I remember several things about this session. One is that it was one of the probably, I don't know if quite half, but an awful lot of these you know, we're, we're giving the writers the choice. You go to New York, you go to L.A. Scott claims that I wanted to position this as a New York session. He picked Los Angeles, so we all jump in a plane and go out. We had a full-blown recording studio out there. At this time, I think we just had an office and we worked out of uh, 48 windows in Santa Monica. But uh, we'll hear from Scott in a little bit shortly about that. But also, and uh, he and Chris Turner both both went out. But I remember a couple things. There were just a lot of good people involved in this spot. Scott is a great writer. You know, we did it with uh, a mixer out there named Roy Clements, who I, I've lost track of him. I think he went off to the, the Turner Networks and all that down in Atlanta for a while. He may have surfaced then. At, I don't want to guess, but he's tremendous. And I'll explain why he was so great as we play this spot out. But to me... This was so much about the cast. I mean, Bill Farmer and Maggie McMillan, to me, they don't even sound like they're voiceover people at all. They sound like what you might expect as play-by-play, you know. And as broad as they – really, it's kind of broad, but they're exactly the kind of people you would hear on some ESPN7 kind of station (laughs) doing a bad – play-by-play of a bad sport. Yeah. Um, and uh, It's kind and, of a parody of themselves. And so, uh, you know, this is another that when I play it, just like a very recent, uh, another podcast we did with the for Southwest Air, Nope, it just is very repetitive and funny because of its repetitiveness. And then there's just a little, you know, curveball here or there to kind of break up the monotony a little bit, and then it's all paid off and all that. But this, this is one of my favorite dead radio spots for sure. But without further ado, let's listen to Bill Farmer and Maggie McMillan in a spot for uh, the Sporting News submitted by DeVito Verdi and specifically Scott Kaplan and Chris Turner. And it's a spot called, well, we call it Ping Pong. Bob Sanders here with Susan Davis back at the World Table Tennis Semifinals. Susan, has this ping pong tournament been a wild one or what? Oh, it sure has, Bob. The competition between defending champ Lee Ching and Ming Chung has been absolutely incredible. I can't get over the paddle work here today. There's so much back and forth action. Yeah, Bob, I hope you brought your neck brace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they've just switched sides and here we go. Ching serving, Chung returns, Ching back to Chung, Chung to Ching, Ching, Chung. Ching, Chung, 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 Ching, Chung. Sorry, that was Ching. Ching, Chung, Ching, Chung, Ching, Chung. It's Ching. It's Chung. Ching, Chung, Ching, Chung. Oh, Chung into the net. Ching wins the point. Wow, Bob. Hey, I'm wearing out the edge of my seat here. Susan, it doesn't get any more thrilling than this. You know those sports you don't care about. Well, we don't care about them either. The Sporting News. Just hard-hitting coverage of hard-hitting sports. So, as I was saying earlier, what I remember from this session, and, you know, it was a room full of us in this, because we had staff in L.A. that, you know, was along with us to produce this. We had Roy Clements, as I say, was the sound engineer, the cast. 
But the room full of us had to, you know, we had to figure out, well, how to create this ping pong tournament because it's easy enough to like find a sound effect to do it. But we specifically wanted it to start out slow, which is sort of funny because it's like this Olympic level ping pong match and they're sort of hitting it back and forth as slow as you know like you would to me and so we recreated we literally foleyed this ping pong match and we're hitting the ball back and forth real slow on the hardwood floor or tile or whatever they had there and then uh, and then I think mixed it in with some stock sound effects like the ball hitting in the net and things like that but the sound design of it I just thought was really really spot on and Roy did this fantastic job with that I remember we're doing it in the room and he wasn't loving the ambient sound of it so he moved it into like the hallway or something I forget it was like this real involved thing just to play a bad game of ping pong of course that would have happened after laying down Bill and Maggie who were just reading the script and narrating and then we kind of scored it to their track Um, so that was a, a hell of a lot of fun and I remember just having a blast with Scott and Chris out there He's uh, He was really loving the whole process and everything. So speaking of Scott, he had these things to say about uh, producing this spot. When I first met the Dewey, the winning the radio contest, it's got to be 15 years or more ago. And that they were not happy that I wanted to go to L.A. with my partner at the time, who's an art director, Chris Turner. But it was part of the bylaws of their dead radio contest. <laughs> we could go either way. They were like, you're like five blocks from us. We'll take you to a nice restaurant. You know, just go to New York. And we're like, no, <laughs> we look at the contest rules. We could go to L.A. And they were not happy, but they did send us to L.A. We had a really good time, and it was good. It was good that we produced it. But that was my favorite. And then he even did take us to lunch or whatever in L.A., too. But it was fun. We were young, and we really were like, hey, we won something. I don't want to go down the street. Let's go to L.A. And that was, as, as I say, Scott Kaplan. And I do not remember putting up a fight going to L.A. We used to love uh, a lot of good work we did came out of there. But he has a, a better memory than me because he's younger than I am. So anyway, again, that was uh, a spot for the Sporting News called uh, Ping Pong for a dead radio contest submitted by DeVito Verdi. And uh, that's it for this podcast. So uh, thanks very much, everybody, and join us next time. Oh,